the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you're stressed out to the point of high anxiety and depression, you're probably trying to manage God's business your way. Join us today as Pastor Rander starts a teaching series designed to help us see life through God's eyes. The series is titled, How to Have Victory Over Depression, and will draw on scriptures in the books of Exodus, 1 Kings, Jonah, and many more. Now let's listen in. I want to talk about how to achieve victory over depression. Since the terrorist attack in America on September 11, 2001, Many in our society, young and old alike, Christians and non-Christians alike, have been experiencing bouts of depression. Witnessing the loss of thousands of lives and the fact that our country is now engaged in a type of war we've never fought before. With the surge of layoff from companies and the threat of anthrax and all this stuff going on, many are depressed over the condition of our land and all that is going on and the uncertainty of life while others are depressed over your family. Perhaps you have an irresponsible husband or wife who habitually nags. Or maybe you have rebellious children and when you look at them, they get you depressed. Many are depressed over their financial condition while others are depressed over failing a test or not passing a course that they really studied for. Or perhaps they didn't study for and wish they had done so. Some of you are depressed because of a lack of progress in your life. You're now midlife and uh, you don't have much to show. As a matter of fact, you take one step forward and two steps backwards. You look around and all you see is blasted hopes and shattered dreams, missed opportunities, which leads you in a state of depression. You look at others and they are moving on with their lives and much to show. And when you look at your life, it's just there. Hopefully, this message can serve as a source of encouragement to jumpstart your life and give you the spiritual boost you need to live life filled with productivity and purpose. Moses, Elijah, David, and Jonah had something in common. They all experienced their moments with depression. Even though they were God's choice servants and greatly used of God, they all had their moments with what? Depression. Let's now focus in, just a brief review, and then we'll kick off the new section. Let's now focus in on the lives of these men of God who struggle with depression. Moses in Exodus chapter 18, verses 13 through 24, he had depression. It came upon him as he was overwhelmed with the pressures of leadership. Remember when I said that? Physically, Moses did not know how to delegate in that passage. He took everything upon himself, which just wore the man out. 
Emotionally, he felt inferior to the task. The burden of leading the people appeared to be too big for him. And spiritually, he was overcome by his burden for people. He allowed his frustration over rebellious Israel to get the best of him and cause him to shift his focus away from God. And as a result, he missed the promised land. Missed the promised land. You know, people can mess you up. Can't they? They can mess you up. Elijah in first King chapter 19 verses 1 through 4 and 9 through 10. Elijah runs from Jezebel after having just experienced a tremendous victory on Mount Carmel. And then now the man is depressed. He had just had a contest with 450 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. God intervened and showed up and improved God to be the God. Elijah slays, executed 450 prophets. And then one woman, Jezebel, said, you know what? By this time tomorrow, you're going to be like one of the, all those you killed. He tucks his tail and run, killed 450 and runs from one woman. He was depressed. Physically, he was exhausted. Elijah's adrenaline had been pumping so hard and for so long that he was depleted of all his energy. Emotionally, Elijah feared for his life. He was uncertain, like many of you are uncertain as to what's going on with America and all of the things that are going on with the terrorists. And spiritually, his fear of Jezebel overshadowed his faith in God. He put his eyes on Jezebel instead of God. And as a result, fear and depression set in. And then David in Psalm 69, 16 through 20, David in a state of depression hid in the wilderness from murderous Saul who was out to take his life. Now physically, David, he was worn out from running and from Saul and searching for food and shelter. It was no H-E-B back then. He was hungry, tired, exhausted, and always looking over his shoulder to try to see where Saul was. Emotionally, he described himself as being brokenhearted in verse 20 of Psalm 69. And he was full of heaviness. He felt utter despair for his life. As a matter of fact, uh, David threw himself a pity party and looked for someone to have pity on him, but found nobody to get in on the party. Emotionally, David describes himself as being brokenhearted. You ever been brokenhearted? You ever been brokenhearted? Brokenhearted. He was brokenhearted. He was full of heaviness. Have your, have your heart ever been heavy? Maybe someone in here this morning, you, you came in here and um, your heart's heavy. It's heavy. Spiritually, David wanted God to deliver him, and he pleaded for deliverance. He asked God for help. And with God, he answers and eventually rescues. And then Brother Jonah. In Jonah chapter 4, 1 through 11, Jonah was so depressed that he wanted to die after the salvation of of Nineveh. It's quite normal for depressed people many times to want to give up and commit suicide. 
to die. Physically, Jonah was exhausted after his ride in a fish. In a fish? Yeah, he was in a fish. He was in fish fat. He was in a fish. God said go one way, he went another. So God sent a fish by taxi cab, took him and spit him out where he should have been. Emotionally, he was torn between the need to obey God and resentment of God's concern for such heathen people. And they said, God, I want to obey you, but those folk are too, they are too much of a pagan to be saved. They deserve to die. They need to get what they're getting. He didn't want to see them saved. He just wanted to be saved, sanctified, and set aside. Well, come on. Spiritually, he was angry toward God and because... And toward, he was angry towards God because of God's mercy toward Nineveh. And let me tell you something, all the Jonas are not gone. You know, there's some folk you've given up on and you won't even pray for. You know, they've been pagans, they've been bad so long, or they've been uh, like that so long, you don't even want to pray for them. You don't, well, you don't want to see them get right. And even... With the terrorists and, you know, some people can say, well, I don't want to see Afghanistan. I guess they, they messed up our country. But you know what? I still want to see Afghanistan saved. You cannot like somebody so much that you don't want to get, see them get saved. And I believe our mil- military men and women are going over there, whereas they couldn't have get, gotten over there otherwise. And. And many of them know the Lord and somebody going to get the gospel. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, so uh, we can even look at that in light of, of Jonah's situation. What is depression? Depression is a state of being low. Low in spirit. It's, uh, it's being gloomy. It's, it's to be saddened. Um. Depression is, is being in a state of melancholy. And you'll be quite surprised that the very people that look well, dress well, speak well, oh, they sing in the choir and they usher on them in the usher's ministry and maybe they even teach Sunday school, regular attendees in church struggling with depression. We may have a smile on our face, but people don't know how low we really feel on the inside. It's almost like that old spiritual that says, nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knows but Jesus. Too many of God's saints can't deliver an effective witness to others because they're too stressed out and depressed. Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues the series, How to Have Victory Over Depression. He'll be teaching from several books of the Bible, so get your pens handy. Now let's hear God's Word. Last week, y'all don't mind me reviewing a little bit, do you? Last week, we dispelled some myths about depression. Number one, we said it is wrong. We dispelled some myths about depression. We said last week, it is wrong for a Christian to ever be depressed. That's a myth. I don't care how weak you are, how strong you are. There are times, there are moments of depression. They may not be but 10 minutes, 30 minutes. Could be a day, week, who knows, or longer. 
Second myth is depression always, depression is always a result of sin. You are depressed because you have sinned. Not necessarily. Sometimes the calamities of life, the circumstances of life, being in situations beyond your control can bring about depression. Thirdly, the third myth about depression is depression always comes from a lack of faith in God. That's not true. Strong folk get depressed. People who've been walking with the law, people who know the word can get depressed. If you just had more faith, you wouldn't be so depressed. Now you ought to quit. The fourth myth is having a close walk with the Lord exempts me from depression. Just because I'm close, I'm exempt. You can have a close walk and there can be a possible ambush. Well, What are some of the possible causes for depression? Number one, living consistently with high levels of stress until it gets the best of you will bring on depression. Living consistently with high level of distress. Some of you are depressed because you, it's too much on your plate. You maxed out. You, you got on you more than you can bear. You've allowed people to put on you burdens that the Lord hasn't given you. And folk, folk don't know how much you can bear, but the Lord does. And let me tell you something. If you don't get your agenda from the Lord, people will give you one that's not of him. You're trying to be everywhere. You're superwoman, superman. Can't get done unless you do it. And, uh... Look at yourself now. (laughs) Secondly, dwelling on failures or some terrible experiences from your past brings about depression. Dwelling on failures or some terrible experiences from your past. And I said, last week, all of us got a past because we're living. (laughs) We all got past and uh, there's no such thing as someone with a perfect past. Only person with a perfect past is Jesus. Yeah, all of us got some skeletons, maybe few, maybe many, but they're there. But the question is, have you asked God to deal with it? And sometimes Satan will bring things up out of your past to bring you back there again. But you have to refuse to go back there unless you haven't put that under the blood. Now, some things that God brings up. And if it's not under blood, maybe the spirit brings it up in order for you to get it straight. So that you won't be held liable for that. But once you've gotten it straight, you know you've made peace and been reconciled with God on that issue. Anytime God, Satan tries to bring that thing up, it's, it's unjustified guilt when God's blood is sufficient. Don't you know sufficiency in the atonement? And uh, you can't go back in your past. You can't fix it. Oh, if I hadn't married this person, if I hadn't bought this, if I hadn't gone to this, if I hadn't done that. Well, it's too late. You're too late. Now just say too late. You just go, okay, now come to that conclusion. There's nothing you can do about that. Start where you are and move on from there, and God will help you where you are. He'll meet you at your point of need. Amen. Thirdly, experiencing a significant loss of a loved one can bring about depression. Death can and do that. A death of a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a death of a dear friend. A friendship that has that has gone sour can bring 
about depression. You, your buddy buddies, you, were, you, you couldn't stand to be apart. And an issue came up and you thought there would never be a breakup and you just don't know what to do with yourself. Then there's that old nemesis, the divorce. Then divorce brings depression. You know, some folks say, well, I'm getting divorced. You better count the cost. Do you not know that in divorce, nobody wins? No winners in divorce. I won. No, you didn't. You win when you're together. <laughs> to death do you both part. That's a winner. But, and you say, well, but, but, but I'm a victim. And that may be so. I tried. I've done all I could. And maybe that's why you're depressed. You know you tried and done all you could. You can't make folks stay married to you. It takes two that want to be married. We understand that. You can do all the right things and still say, how did I get here? The loss of a job can bring about depression. Especially if your security was wrapped up in it. You live for the job. You didn't come home because of the job. You couldn't go to church because of the job. Now you have no job. Now come on to church. You come to church now, God. Come to church. God will supply all your needs. Many get depressed over pets. Dear pets, if you've been in your family and are either a missed opportunity, you ever had a, a, a glorious opportunity and you opted out, messed over it, and you look back now, you say, now why did I do that? And then you, you feel real bad, and you, sometimes it's hard to get over it. Brings about depression. Some people are depressed over their health. I mean, struggling with diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, headaches. Arthritis, the list goes on and on. I can't call them all. Cancer. And you're just tired of the struggle. You're tired of the pills. Sometimes you can get so depressed that you don't even want to take another pill. You say, I'm just tired of this. Tired of the doctors. I'm tired of the lines and the red tape, the bureaucracy. You're going and going, and sometimes you still, people don't know how you feel. On the inside, some of you are depressed because you've lost your freedom. You say, I'm not in jail, but you could be in bondage even though you're physically free. You're spiritually not free. Some of you are depressed because you're harboring too much anger. Anger would depress you. Some of you are depressed because you are in, you're not free because you are in bondage to an unforgiving spirit. And because you won't get forgive, you stay messed up. You're not free. Some of you are enslaved to drugs. You took that first puff or that first injection or sniff. That first, think about that first person that introduced you to that stuff that said it can be all right. And you don't even know where they are now, but look at your life. It's no sin to drink. Yeah, you're all right. You don't go to hell because you drink. <laughs> but you know what? Alcoholics took the first. Ain't nobody saying amen now. There's not an alcoholic that has not taken that first drink. 
You know, we live in a time where we need to start abstaining more. We need to be sober minded, alert. We need to be a good example, a good testimony. And let me tell you something. You can even if you can handle it, lead your children or those who are that you influence into a life of alcoholism because of what you do. Maybe you can't, but maybe that grandchild that's looking at you can't and you're responsible. Some of you are addicted to gambling and uh, it's got you in bondage or pornography will depress you. Fourthly, we, this is new information now. We're going on to new, new insights, all new stuff from here on. Observing the condition of your children can lead to depression. Observing the condition of your children can lead to depression. Some of you can look at your children, you, you're real proud. They, they're making good grades, they're passing, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Oh, they're not perfect, but they're okay. You go to the parent-teacher conference and they're making decent grades. and They're doing something, making progress. Others of you, you've done all you could and you tried to be there and you gave of yourself and um, your child still ends up on drugs or in jail. Or perhaps they're not in jail or on drugs, but you got a child that you can't seem to motivate. They don't want to do nothing with themselves. They don't even know who they are. Poor grades. Or maybe you're depressed because you have a child that refuses to listen. They just won't listen to you. Or there's a child that always got something to say. Back talk. Talking back. And now they're as big as you. <laughs> or if you look at, or perhaps it's none of that. They didn't talk back. They're not on drugs. You didn't have a motivational problem with your child. But when you look at your child now and see the decisions that they made, they made some bad choices. And you look at the life of choices that they've made. There was a time your child used to be on your lap. But now they're on your heart. Sometimes your heart gets heavy when you look at the decisions that your child chose to make, even against your counsel. You know, when they begin to get grown or get grown, you're going to have to let God have them. You have to let God have them. And you got to understand, sometimes they have to go up the rough side of the mountain and you can't protect your child uh, from the calamities of life because of their decisions. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Bad choices. And you know what? You're, with children, you're never out of the woods. When they're babies, you wonder about if it's going to be crib death. Or they're going to make it through the night. Or they get infections. You wonder what's going to happen. Then uh, they get in school, you wonder, are they going to get shot up? You know, are they going to come back? You know, they got detectives, they took prayer out, devil came in. <laughs> well, you say, well, I got them out of high school. It's over. No, it's not. 
It's not over. Uh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Talk to somebody. Y'all need to talk. Talk to somebody. Y'all go talk. Go talk to somebody. It's not over. Because they're still making decisions. Life decisions at critical times. And then even when they get 30 and 40, and you may be way over them, but you'd be surprised at life decisions that they make. And many times end right back up in your house. A lot of times you end up with, you think you got through with yours and here come another batch. Won't y'all say amen? And here come all them, here you are 60 dragging four of them. And you start all over, and then you get depressed. I gotta stop. Pampers. They have a baby, can't take care of themselves, and the mama and the baby there can't find that no good daddy nowhere. That can be depressing. I want y'all say amen. Y'all, this is real. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Hello, I'm Pastor Draper. Thank you for tuning in to the Maranatha broadcast heard each weekday at 5 p.m. on KSLR. As we approach the end of the year, it is my prayer that this radio ministry has been a tremendous source of blessing and encouragement to you. If you have been blessed by these messages and would like to support this radio ministry by making a year-end tax-deductible contribution, please make your checks payable to Maranatha Bible Church and mail it postmarked by December 31st to 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 